Hello and welcome. In this podcast, we explain to you the diagram invented by Walter Monroe and Keith Blevins, which explains to you this logic in such a beautiful way. So make sure you got a piece of paper and a pen when you're not sitting in the car and be ready to make some notes. Hello and welcome to our second podcast of Keeping Life Simple. In this one, we wanted to really go into this logic that we were talking about on our, third, on our first podcast. And in order to do that, the simplest way is to get you to draw a diagram. So if you want to press pause and go and get yourself a piece of paper and then come back. So hopefully you have a piece of paper and a pen. I didn't mention that before, did I? You need a pen as well. <laughs> and right at the top, how my mind works. Then draw a line right down the middle from that title down to the bottom. And on the right-hand side of that line, write how it seems to work. And on the left-hand side, write how it works. On the right-hand side, under how it seems to work, write feelings are coming from something other than thought in the moment. Can you underline something other than, please? And then on the left-hand side, how it works, feelings, right, don't write this down, feelings are coming from thought in the moment. So if I give you an example for this diagram, feelings are coming from something other than thought in the moment. Say, if I had an anxious thought in the past, I would think, right, okay, I have to do something about this. Um, this is coming from something that happened in my past and I'm feeling it now and I have to, I have to change this thought and I have to make it something good. Um, so that it's tolerable to me and so that I can get on with my life in a positive way. On the left-hand side of the diagram, how it works, where feelings are coming from thought in the moment, when we insightfully see this to be true, we see that feelings and thought come together, and that can only ever happen in this moment. So all the thinking that I used to have when I have an anxious thought you know, looking into my past and am I anxious about the future and why do I feel like this and all that kind of stuff that I just mentioned, that falls away as being relevant because I'm feeling anxious because I have an anxious thought, full stop. And that's how my life is kept simple by this understanding. And that's why we call the podcast Keeping Life Simple, because it simplifies everything and it brings us into this moment. Paula, did you want to have another example or say something mm. about this? So when I'm in the how it seems to work, my feelings are coming from something other than thought in the moment. Like I said already in the last podcast, we're blaming the weather, we're blaming our partner, we're blaming our children, we're blaming our workload, we're blaming 
outside circumstances for the way we feel. And we do that very innocently because we don't know any different. That's how we are brought up. We just do that. So, for example, oh, he really annoys me. Oh, my child, he just drives me absolutely mad. And uh, the same is we're looking at the outside for our solution. So as well, like I said in the last podcast, when I take that pill, then I will feel better. When I take a glass of wine, then I'm going to feel better. Or when I go for that holiday, then I come back and then I will be a different person. So we're looking for the outside as well to give us solutions for our feelings, for the way we feel. So when we understand, so like Sheena nicely said in how it works, that our feelings are coming from our thinking about an outside circumstance. So it's not my child who can make me feel anything at all. It's my thinking. Like Sheena said in the last, last podcast, for example, she has thinking about her son and the son is not even in the room. So it's not the son who is able to make her feel anything. So if my husband would be able to make me feel anything, he would make that I love him every single day. But sometimes he walks in the room and I think, oh, here we go, Ellen is there. And then some days he's walking in and I think, oh, I love him so much and Ellen is back. And uh, so if he would be able to make me feel anything at all, it would be completely different experience. It would be always the same experience, but that's not possible. It does bring thought and feeling together. It brings me back in charge of my life. I'm not the victim anymore to outside circumstance. And that's what this diagram nicely shows me. This is actually the blueprint of how we work, all of us. There is no exception. It works like that 100% of the time that our feelings are coming from thought in the moment. And my question is always, is thought included or is thought not included? Hmm. I find myself asking the question, how, where, where do I think this, this feeling is coming from? Where do I think this experience is coming from? And if I'm ever pointing out, out outside of me to, to the weather, whether it's sunny or rainy or to my child or to my husband or to my messy house, then I know I'm innocently misunderstanding how my mind works. And, and there's a real logic to this. That's what I really love. That the, the logic is that we do not think and feel the same. So we'll have 10 people watching a film and people will come out with different experiences. This gives me evidence of us having the experience of life via our thinking about it because one person will come out and they'll love the music in it. Another one person will come out and they'll hate the, um, the lead, the lead in it. Um, another person will come out and they will really enjoy the, the, um, the subtext of what the film was saying, you know, and everybody comes out with a different experience of the same thing. This gives us evidence that we cannot experience life without thought. It's how we experience life. I used to wish that I could switch my thoughts off because they were so painful to me. But now I know that if my thoughts were switched off, I wouldn't be experiencing life. I would be dead, in fact. 
So we mm. cannot experience anything, any of our five senses. We can't, we can't hear, we can't see, we cannot touch, we cannot smell and we cannot taste without the power of thought. Mm. And that is for me, wow. That's for me absolutely amazing. So I need thought to have any experience. We cannot say, oh, it's just my thinking. It is, wow, I'm having that experience, thought. Mm. And it's always thought in that moment right now. We can only ever have thought in the moment right now. And that's really powerful too. Yes. There's nothing ever going on, anything else than thought in the moment. Because when I think, my past is two seconds away. So what everything, what I experienced in the past, it maybe wasn't very good. But how I experience it now, it's by a thought which travels with me through time and space. And I can only experience it right now by a thought. The future is an incomplete equation. I have no influence about what the future will bring. And I can think about the future till the cows come home, but I have no idea and it will always, always come different. When we think about the future, we, we all, we're always missing thought in the moment. Exactly. We always have thought in the moment, which, is, which totally changes, which, you know, some things that I think will if that happened to me, then, then I would be really, really upset, but it's happened. And then all of a sudden I show up differently from how I'm, how I thought I was going to show up. Mm. Yeah. Just for example, I'm me in the moment, I'm looking forward to my next holiday and I find myself sometimes dwelling already going to my holiday. And then I think, first, first of all, I don't know what's going to come. I don't know what's going to happen. And also I'm missing the moment right now. And that mm -hmm. always brings me back. So if it's something positive like that, or if it's something where we're anxious about or whatever it is, we can only ever experience it with thought in the moment right now. And it actually takes me away, like you just said, it takes me away from the present moment. So for me, I decided I want to spend more time in the now and less being caught up in my thinking. Because when I'm caught up in my thinking, I live in what isn't. And I'm more interested in what really is. So this, this diagram is so helpful to us on, on lots of different, in lots of different ways and in lots of different levels. And it, I'm still going to, I'm going to be learning from this diagram forever, really. The way that we can use it is to put down on it what, is upsetting us and this is what I did and this is the only doing that we really do with this is that we can write down on the diagram exactly the same on the left hand side and the right hand side of what we feel is upsetting us so for example I might put my messy house so I put messy house on the left hand side and then I put messy house on the right hand side so I've got my messy house my house is messy it should be tidy it's been messy for you know, three weeks now and I haven't tidied it and nobody helps me tidy it and the children are really lazy and they should help me and, you know, I'm doing it on my own. You know, there's, you can see there's a past and there's a struggle and there's an upset and you can see that there's blame because I'm blaming everyone around me. There's loads of thinking going on, isn't it, Sheena? There's loads of thinking going on. And, you know, and I'm not saying that I don't think like this because sometimes how it seems to work seems to be true for us as it was before I found this understanding. So my messy house, if I look at it, how 
you know, how it works, feelings are coming from thought in the moment, then, oh, look, my house is messy. But it's messy in this moment. And I don't have all the upset about, you know, the children not tidying, because I know it's coming from my thought in the moment, my messy house, then I have a choice, as it were, to tidy it or to do something else. And it's so much simpler. You know, oh, look, it's messy. I tidy it or I, or I do something else. You know, that doesn't mean that I can't put into, into place, you know, things for my children to help me tidy and everything like that. But it means that my messy house upsets me less and less and less. I can look at my messy house and think, differently about it oh isn't it lovely I've got this messy house we we do so many beautiful things together we don't spend lots of time tidying you know I can then I'm then free to experience life differently when I experience my house is messy and how it seems to work then I have loads to do about it because when I blame the outside circumstances for the way I feel I have to fix it there's something to fix for me Mm. So, but when I see it on the other side and I put my messy house on the other side, I do know I'm feeling it because I'm thinking it. So I'm feeling frustrated of my house, the way it looks, because that's what I'm thinking in the moment. Full stop. Mm. There is for me nothing to do anymore. The to-do list falls completely, utterly away. And I see that mm. it's thought in the moment I am having. So I'm more compassionate and less judgmental towards myself. All the unnecessary thinking you just said, it just falls away. And so um, all that is left is I'm feeling it because I'm thinking it. There's nothing more to do. And that's okay because sometimes we have all, well, we always have all kinds of thought. And that's okay. But when we see my feelings are coming from the way I'm thinking in the moment about something else, it's different. It's completely different. And then all my thinking starts to drop. Yes. And it keeps, it's so much simpler. It's so much simpler. I can give you another example of if, in the past, if I'd been out for coffee with, with friends, you know, I would perhaps come back and be ruminating about it. You know, they said that, then they said this, and why didn't I say that? And, you know, what about that person and that person? And, and, and wondering about, and, and sometimes I would feel upset, the feeling, the thought, that thought would come with an upset feeling. And, and now, simply by knowing how my mind works, I see that rumination start and I go, oh, look what I'm doing. I'm thinking about the past. Making up what somebody else might be thinking or making up what I could or should have said at certain different times has just fallen away. And it, 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 in fact, it doesn't even come up with me much now at all. It's completely changed. So the ruminations that I used to have about the past and about life, they've settled down. It's just like, you know, like you shake a snow globe and it's all settled down. And I just don't really get them very much. And when I do get them, I just go, oh, look at that. Look, 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 at, look at the thought you're having now. And it just, you know, pop, goes. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's miraculous to me. I can't tell you how miraculous this is to me because this is me operating in a completely different way to how I thought I was. You know, of course, we, oper we are operating in the same way always. But I was 
definitely in how it seems to work. I was on the right hand side of the diagram. And I think most of our society and most people, most of the time are how it seems to work. And it is completely liberating to see that we actually work in a different way, that there is a complete logic to this, that we cannot be working in any other way. I have a husband who works in the, in the computer, biology computer sort of world. He's a very logical person and he can't punch holes in this. He, he sees the logic of this it's, and it's a powerful logic to learn. It and works like that 100% of the time, absolutely. Yes. And the thing is, we can put in either side absolutely everything. You know, if it is I can't sleep at night, if it is uh, my stress, my workload, whatever it is, and we will come as well in our podcast and talking about all of this, if it's in business, if it is with your children, uh, whatever it is, we're going to cover all kinds because it does work for everything. Like I said in the beginning as well, this is a blueprint of how we work. Yes, it's the blueprint of every human being, um, regardless of what race they are, what, where they come from, their society that they live in. It's for every single human being. We all work in exactly the same way. And it found its way, this understanding found its way as well into the community. There was, for example, in America, someone took it as well into the community where there was lots of crime, child abuse, unemployment, um, and uh, I don't know what else. And homicides. He, yes. And he went in there. He said, oh, what is the best way to go into this community? And they said, go in, get some pizzas and go in. And they started talking with these people there. And all of this, what I just counted, it all reduced. Child abuse, homicide reduced, unemployment went down. It, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And people as well, uh, clinical psychologists, who came across this understanding, who were working for years with um, people, they came back into their practice and their clients were saying, God, why didn't you tell me that mm. earlier? And mm. I actually have an example of somebody I was working with recently and I only, he was a young, lovely, unemployed uh, guy in the beginning of his 20s. And I only spoke to him around 15 minutes about this understanding and he laughed. And I said, why are you laughing? And he said, well, nobody ever told me that. Why mm. did nobody told me that? Mm. Yeah. I had a client um, that said that it should be taught in nursery schools. The ch children actually know this more than we do. Yeah. I mean, so, your children already growing up with this understanding. How beautiful is that? Yeah. So it will change. It will change absolutely everything. And we will be much more compassionate and understanding towards each other mm. and with ourselves, Because yes. it starts with ourselves. You know, like you put these oxygen masks in the plane, you put it on yourself first and then you can help others. When yes. you understand how, when I understand how my mind is working, then I can understand how somebody else's mind is working. Yes, there are some people who, when they come across this, quite a few people, I'd say, who come across this, they immediately see the application to other people and they miss themselves. They go, oh, look what I'm doing. I'm applying it to everyone else. But actually, this is for me. This is for me yes. to hear. Yes. This is for me to hear it first. And then when I, I'm embodying it, if that's the right word, when I'm, when I'm in it, 
then other people respond differently to me. It's been quite incredible, actually, how other people respond differently to me if I'm showing up differently. We're coming to the end of the second podcast, Keeping Life Simple. Thank you for listening and we're looking forward to having you on our next podcast. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Our websites are www.sheenaoxa.co.uk and www.healthylivingwithpaolaroyal.co.uk These podcasts are for information, education and entertainment only. We offer one-to-ones and intensives. We love hearing from you. Bye-bye.